everyone. I'm Tony Damien. And I'm Andrew Rich, and welcome to today's episode of Himalayan Bites. Very exciting episode, Andrew. Uh, as we foreshadowed, the Takeovers panel has put out revised guidance on two important areas, deal protection and insider participation. Andrew, why don't you kick us off and tell us about deal protection and what the panel's done? Yeah, thanks, Tony. Well, now we have a very clear set of rules in the pre-bid period. So what's new, Tony? Um, we've got now clear guidance that in terms of hard exclusivity, and what do I mean by that? A period of exclusivity where there is no fiduciary out. You can have that for a period of four weeks. Previously, there was a lot of debate about whether that was possible or not. The panel has clarified that it is possible. It won't be all circumstances or all cases, but it will accept a four-week period. And Andrew, we are seeing some of that in, in practice already? Very much so. We're seeing actually quite a bit of it, Tony, despite what the panel's saying, that it'd probably be more in, in the case of uh, exceptional cases. The other interesting area that we've seen is the panel had previously made it clear that you don't have to disclose uh, signing up to pre-deal exclusivity unless you had a notification right. Um, the panel has softened its position slightly there. So now, if you have a notification right, which is merely telling the bidder that someone else has knocked on the door, that of itself will not require disclosure. So I think a very positive development yeah, on that front. A sensible outcome. A very sensible outcome. Um, a couple of other interesting areas, break fees. There's often been talk about a break fee in the pre-deal period, always quite hard to articulate and draft. Um, the panel has said in exceptional cases, that should be okay, but any such break fee should be substantially lower than the panel's 1% guideline, whatever that might mean, Tony. Yes, and again, uh, you can imagine situations uh, where there is sort of the, the auction going on before anything has been formally announced where that could make sense. It could. And then the final area, uh, which is worth drawing attention to, is matching rights. I've always struggled a little bit with this one, but having matching rights in the pre-deal period. So um, the panel has um, said it's probably okay, but it can create some interesting dynamics. So you could have a first bidder who's got a non-binding proposal, matching another non-binding proposal with another non-binding proposal. So it's a bit artificial, and this was something we saw play out, albeit briefly, in the um, well-known panel case, the Ludovici matter from a few years ago. In indeed, indeed we did. I think if you're acting for a target in that situation, you would be saying to the bidder asking for the matching right, keep it real. Keep it real indeed. So that's just a snapshot of what the panel has done on the new guidance note or the revised guidance note on deal protection devices. Tony, the other nice new and shiny uh, guidance note is on insider participation. Andrew, it is, and uh, we're all waiting for this one. The original guidance came out in 2007, as uh, many viewers will fondly recall. That was on the back of the Alinta situation, uh, private equity. And I think in context, uh, back then, the public to private scenario for sponsors wasn't as common uh, as, as it is now. And so the idea that there might be directors alongside PE was, was a little more novel. So fast forward to 2023, what's happened in those intervening years? Quite a few things. Sponsors far more active in the public market space. And one of the, uh, the deal uh, technologies, uh, the mechanics in their deal, stub equity. What is stub equity? Well, that's where the target shareholders uh, will have the ability to roll into the bid vehicle. There will, of course, be parameters around that, minimums, maximums, those sorts of things. Uh, there's been some talk in the market about, well, how does that play out for directors who, for instance, might be founders? 
they might have a material stake in the target. PE is naturally very interested in those founders retaining some stake. Stub equity is an obvious way to do that. How, on the one hand, do we have that sitting alongside the idea that conflicted directors need to not be part of an independent board committee? Happily, uh, the panel acknowledges each situation is different, unquote, and that's handy because each situation is different. And we need common sense to prevail. I think what the panel said is, is reasonable. It said in circumstances where, for instance, a director has a material holding, they might be flipping into the, the stub equity vehicle, then in those situations, uh, the director may well be an insider for the purposes of the guidance note. And they say it's possible that until that director slash founder rules themselves out of rolling, they might be an, a deemed insider un, until they say, actually, we're not going to have a piece of that. So that, they could, in, in theory, if you've got a lot of large uh, holders on the board, uh, could, in, in an extreme situation, rule out the whole board from uh, sitting uh, and considering an offer. So what does the panel suggest should happen in that circumstance? Yes, yes, in that circumstance, well, maybe you need to get a new independent director on board. And that's where I think uh, we just have to, uh, to use the phrase again, keep it real. Because if you pause and think the whole board is going and some outsiders coming in to make big decisions about recommendations who mightn't have a background with the company, the valuation, those sorts of things, that's not a place I would rush to. And if we have a set of rules that is driving that outcome too often, well, they're probably not a good set of rules. Now, very different if you've got a founder with 40% of the company and they're rolling, okay? So that's where I think the panel does well in acknowledging that each situation is different and it will depend. Yeah, so I think sensible guidance from the panel, uh, acknowledging, as you said, that each case is different. There are no hard and fast rules, but there is some very good and clear guidance, which uh, I think the market's been crying out for, for, well, the 15 years since the uh, guidance note was last updated. So thank you for joining us today. What have we got next time, Tony? Well, very exciting, Andrew and viewers. Next week we have a special guest talking about special things. That sounds special, Tony. I can't wait. Look forward to seeing everybody then.